Hello, Kinderlach. Pesach is coming. I want to tell you a story, an amazing story about Pesach with the Rebbe. An amazing story. I know a shliach of the Rebbe with a shliach in a country called Holland. Can you say Holland? Say it with me. Holland. Actually, in Holland, they speak a language which I know because I grew up in a country called Belgium. Can you say Belgium? Belgium. Belgium uh, speaks Flemish. It's the same language they speak in Holland. So when I go to Holland, I can hear where they speak and I can understand it. Anyway, there's a schleich in Holland who is a very special person. Great, great, great schleich. And one day, it was two weeks before Pesach, and he gets a phone call. A phone call from New York, from New York, from 770 Eastern Parkway. Who is on the other line? Who is calling him? Is a Rav Chodakov. Chodakov is the Rebbe's most important secretary. You know what a secretary is? The one who's helping the Rebbe, you know, send his letters out and help give the Rebbe's answers to people. Rav calls him on the phone and calls his shliach and says to him, the Rebbe would like you to take uh, a box of matzah, shmura matzah for Pesach. And since it's two weeks before Pesach, he wants you to go to a certain town, a little, little tiny town far away in the country of Holland. And I want you to bring it to a Jew there, to a Jew. Didn't tell him what Jew, when Jew, how what his name is. He didn't tell him anything. He said, to a Jew. Well, the rabbi, the shliach, his name was Rabbi Forst. Rabbi Forst hears this. He said, whoa, mm, I, didn't even know, I don't even know if there were Jews in that place. Rabbi Chalikov says, that's what the Rebbe said. You got to listen. You got to just do what the Rebbe says. And you'll find out by yourself what the Rebbe means. And so Rabbi Forst takes a box of matzah gets into his car and travels for five hours, a long time, five to some, till he gets to this tiny little town. And when he drives into the town, he stops at the first uh, store, goes into the store and says, who is the store owner here? And they say, hey, see over there, this guy is Charlie. His name is Charlie. He is the store owner. He goes over to Charlie and says, Charlie, are there any Jews in this little town? And the owner said, no, I don't know of any Jews here. Hmm. So Rabbi Forrest scratches his head and says, oy vey, what did the Rebbe want me to come here for? He wanted me to give me this matzah. He wanted me to give this matzah to a Jew, but he, Charlie says there are no Jews in this town. What am I supposed to do now? Okay. Then he says, you know, let me go to the next store. Maybe somebody here knows about a Jew. Goes to the next store, goes into the store and says, where is the owner of the store? Oh, okay, Schmendel, Schmendel, that's his name, Schmendel. They go into, he goes in, so he said, where is Schmendel? Schmendel is over there, he is the owner of the store. He says, he goes, Schmendel, do you know if there are any Jews in the town? And he says, no, I don't know of any Jews in this town. I haven't seen any Jews. So... He leaves the store and says, goodbye, Schmendel, and thank you very much, Schmendel, for 
helping me and for not helping me and goodbye. He goes to the next, now he goes to a restaurant. A restaurant, I thought a restaurant, maybe people in the restaurant will know if there is a Jew in the town. He asked people in the restaurant that's sitting by the tables, they're eating their chaza tray food. And he says, hey, do you guys know if there's a Jew living in this town? No, 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 no. We've never seen Jews in our lives. We don't even know Jews exist. Maybe there are no Jews in the world. We don't know. We've never been anywhere except for this town. We've never traveled outside this town. We don't know what Jews, what is a Jew? We don't even know what a Jew means. Anyways, Rabbi Force sees that this is crazy. He doesn't even know there's a Jew in the town. Nobody knows of any Jews. And the Rebbe said, you have to give this matzah to a Jew. That means that there must be a Jew somewhere in this town. What is he going to do? So he spends the entire day looking for a Jew. Then he goes to uh, a plumbing store. He says, who is the plumber in this store? Ah, here's the plumber. His name is Zunkel. Zunkel. Zunkel the plumber. Zunkel. How long have you lived in this town? Oh, I've lived in this town. I'm 70 years old. I've lived in this town for so many years. Unbelievable. And tell me, have you ever seen a Jew in this town? No, never seen any Jews. Never, never. Hmm. Now Rabbi Forrest gets really anxious. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to do what the Rabbi told him, but he can't do it. He can't do it. Oy. So he decides to spend the rest of the day going from store to store and from house to house. He stops people in the street. He says, hey, how are you? Can you tell me if there is a Jew in the town? You know how you say in Flemish a Jew? Yod. A Yod. Is there a Yod in this town? Yod. No, no, no Yoden in this town. Oh, wow, wow. That's becoming very strange. Finally, it's getting already very late. It's almost sundown. He's the David Mincha. So he goes into a corner somewhere in the street in David's Mincha. And all the Goyim that are passing by are looking, hey, it's a Jew that's shaking back and forth with a with beard and a hat. He looks like a rabbi. And, and I see a rabbi in, in Flemish. Rabbein. Rabbein. They see a rabbein praying, davening. And shockling, swaying back and forth, like with great kavana. And then he makes Isaiah Shalom, and he steps back, and then what, he, what is he doing? Finally, when he finishes Minichi, he asks a few people that were watching him, he said, hey, did you uh, see ever a, a Yod, a Jew, a Yod? They said, no, wow, we never, we, what, are you, what is a Yod? We don't even know what it is. Finally, he gets very desperate. And he doesn't know what to do. So he has to go home because it's getting dark. She has to get into a car and drive four hours, five hours back home. So he hops into his car and he's very sad, very sad. He's almost crying because the Rebbe told him he must give the matzah to a Jew in this town and there is not a single Jew. What is he going to do? He knows if the Rebbe says it has to be that there is a Jew here. But nobody knows of any Jews. So honestly, so I said, but what can I do? I'll tell the Rebbe I couldn't find a Jew. Nobody knows what a Jew is. Finally, he drove 
out of town, on his way out of town. Almost by the end of the town, he gets to a gas station. He thought he should fill up my, my car with gas so I can drive five hours to my house. And so he stops at the gas station and a person, a young person comes out and says, oh, what can I do for you? Oh, I need to fill up my car with gas. Could you please do that? He says, sure, sure, sure. And the guy fills up the gas and he says, oh, can you pay so many dollars? Okay, he said, okay, I'll pay, I'll pay. But by the way, do you know if there's a Yod in this town? A Jew. Uh, the young man looks at him and says, just a moment, I'll be back soon. Now Rabbi Forrest gets very scared. What is he going to do? Maybe he doesn't like Jews. Maybe that's why he's quiet and he's going into the into the gas station. Maybe he's going to come out with a stick and he's going to beat him up because he doesn't like Jews. But then the young man comes out of the gas station and comes towards the car and tells Rabbi Forrest, could you please come inside the building of the gas station because somebody wants to talk to you. Rabbi Forrest is getting really anxious now. Oh, should I go in? Is there somebody there that doesn't like Jews that's going to beat me up? But I have to go. Because the Rebbe said I have to give matzah to a Jew. Maybe, who knows? He gets out of the car, goes into the building of the gas station, and there sits a man who is uh, 35 years old. The man says, I am the owner of the gas station. I heard from my worker who filled up your car with gas that you asked a strange question. You asked whether there is a yod in this town. And Rabbi Fu says, yeah, yeah, I asked. Why do you ask, said the man in the chair. Oh, yeah, Rabbi Forrest is getting scared. Maybe he doesn't like that he's asking such questions. Just because there's a very famous tzaddik, a great rebbe in New York City, and he told me that I should bring matzahs to a yod in this town. So I'm looking for one yod just to give a matzah for Pesach. Pesach is coming up in two weeks. And when he said that, the man in the chair almost faints. He says, oh, oh, oh. They say, what's the matter? What's the matter? No, no, nothing, nothing. Give me a cup of water. Uh, what happened? I was just shocked when he told me this. Why were you shocked? And he says to Rabbi Forrest, sit down. I want to tell you something. I am a Yod. Very few people in this town know that. My parents lived in this town before the war, you know, the big war, when the Germans came into all the countries in Europe and they killed the Jews, and they killed my parents. This was many years ago, when the Germans came into this town, and I was left alone, and none of the Jews were here. All the Jews either f fled and ran away, or they were killed. I was the only Jew left I was a little boy, I was raised by a family, but I knew I was a Jew. And because I'm a Jew, I didn't want to get married to anybody in this town, because a Jew is supposed to marry another Jew. So I didn't get married. 
I'm 35, I'm still not married. I have a very good friend who's not Jewish. In fact, he's a priest, a Galach, but he's nice to the Jews and he likes me. And we've always been very good friends. One day he says to me, hey, Chaim, why don't you become a Christian? Why don't you convert to our religion? You're never gonna be able to get married if you stay Jewish. I'll help you. You'll become like the Christians and you'll be able to marry a Christian woman and you'll forget about the fact that you're Jewish. You don't have to keep mitzvahs, you don't have to keep Shabbos because you're not a Jew anymore. And I said to him, no, 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 please. My parents were killed because they're Jewish. You want me to now just become a Christian? No, I can't do that. So he said, okay, I understand. But a few weeks later, he sees that I'm still not married and I can't find, because I'm looking for a Jew and there's no Jews in the town except for me. So he says to me, Can maybe you would still consider becoming a Christian and then you'll be able to marry one of the people here in the town. And I said, no, 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 how can I do this when my parents were killed by the Germans because they're Jewish and now I'm gonna turn my back to them and become a Christian? No, I can't, that's a we can't do that. Jews are not supposed to worship idols and the Christians, they worship idols. So he kept telling me this every few months till finally I said, you know what, I have no choice because then I'll never get married, never find anybody because there's no Jews in this town except for me. Let me see if Hashem is gonna give me a sign. If he wants me to stay Jewish, he'll give me a sign. I'll give Hashem three days. If he gives me a sign within these three days that he wants me to stay Jewish, then I'll stay Jewish. And I will not marry somebody who's not Jewish, of course. Of course not. But if I don't see any signs that I'm a Jew and Hashem cares about me being Jewish, then I'll do what the Galach says and become a Christian. And he turns to Rabbi Forst and says, guess what? The three days are almost over. Today is the third day. The sun is almost setting, you see? After sundown today, the three days would be over and I wouldn't have any sign from Hashem. But then you suddenly come in like this and say that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe in New York, knew that there's a Jew in this town that asked Hashem for a sign that he is a Jew, so he, he would know that Hashem wants him to stay Jewish. And he offers me matzah. What greater sign than this? This is the greatest sign. Wow, unbelievable. First of all, Hashem listened to my davening. He gave me a sign. And secondly, there's such a big tzaddik living in New York, far away from here, that saw everything. He knows everything. He knew that there was this Jew in this town that nobody has ever heard of. And that wants to become chas shalom, a Christian, because he needs a sign from Hashem. So the Rebbe sent his shliach five hours away to bring matzah before Pesach to tell him, yeah, Hashem cares about you, that you're a Jew. And you guys know what happened? Well, 
Rebbe Force said to this man, here is your matzah, first of all. I need to do what the Rebbe told me to do. But I want to invite you to Pesach to come to my house. You take a car, you drive to my house. And that's what happened. He came for Pesach to the house of Rabbi, the Shliach, Rabbi Force. Rabbi Force was the Shliach in a city called Amsterdam. It's in Holland. It's called Amsterdam. Amsterdam is a big city. Amsterdam. Can you say that? Okay, good. Um, so this man drove from this little town, came all the way to Amsterdam for Pesach, and stayed the whole Pesach with Rabbi Forst. And then he said to him, Rabbi, I, can, I, I, need to go, I can't go back to my town. I can't get married to anybody. If I'm going to be Jewish, I need to marry somebody Jewish. And so Rabbi Forst said, you know what? I'm going to send you to Yeshiva. First, you're going to study Torah in Eretz Yisrael. And when you study Torah in Eretz Yisrael, you know how to be a Jew, how to live like a Jew, how to do mitzvahs, how to learn Torah. And then you'll find a nice wife in Eretz Yisrael. And that's what he did. And everything ended up great. Freilich and Pesach. Kosher and Freilich and Pesach.